another episode of we did that shit podcast where we talk about who did some shit how we got through some shit and what we learned from shit i'm maya and i'm the b podcast family we appreciate your support and if this is your first time tuning in welcome if you like what you hear please subscribe and follow us on all social media platforms we're on facebook instagram and twitter we did that shit. Hey, Maya. Hello. What's up? I just wish people knew <laughs> what, what we had we to go through to just even get on these mics and say something. I just, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is like every single time. And I'm drained. It is. Well, how was your week? My week was pretty good. I, no complaints this week, and it was a slow week. Um, and I always am happy to have slow weeks, you know, where nothing is nothing to report. Yes, yes. The only thing I like that, that I did was work out, yeah. and because, you know, I was on my six-week challenge. Yes. And so this weekend is my final weigh-in. How do you feel? Actually, I feel lighter. I know 100% that I am stronger. You know, I'm strong. I can lift a lot of weights. Mm -hmm. And so as far as that's concerned, I'm stronger. I'm not breathing as heavy when I'm walking up steps. That part Mm -hmm. of it is cool. Um, I'm just hoping that... I lost inches and pounds because the girl who I work out with, she always says, don't worry about the pounds because, Mm -hmm. you know, you're building muscle. Right. But I'm like, no, yo, if I don't see the scale change. Going that, me too. I just feel like all of this was for nothing and I'm going home and I'm getting a whole cake and I'm just going to eat it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) pray for me. That uh, that doesn't happen. Um, and now if I do lose some inches, I'm going to get a piece a of cake, cake. <laughs> not the whole cake. But if I don't lose shit, I'm getting a cake. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm going to slice it little by little by little until the whole damn cake is gone. A whole cake? It might take me days to eat it, but... Pretty much. Okay. You're going to eat the whole cake. Well, you're fitting into clothes that you, that was snug and that couldn't fit and stuff like that. So keep hope alive. Mm, I will. You know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it went. I'll let everybody know how it went um, next week. Right. I, I want the scale to go down, but I want to fit my clothes. That is what means the most to me. And yeah. I'm saying that I, I want that. Like I actually do something to move toward that goal which I don't but anyway it's an everyday process you know once you get your mind to it then your body will follow so anyway how was your week Uh, my week was progressive 
So um, today is the first day of my birthday season. Flyer comes out tomorrow. Okay. I'm very excited about my birthday season. Um, I decided to um, take, I have like this big poster. It's like a big post-it note. It's like Mm -hmm. huge. And I have to-do lists on it. And Mm -hmm. I want to accomplish everything on that to-do list during my birthday season. I'm going to change my life. Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, you I say it need all the time. To do it. No, I didn't. I say it all the time. Like that's one of my favorite phrases. I got to get my life together. I got to get my life together. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm ditching bad habits. Okay. Um. Remember, I came up with that morning routine. It was yep. a while ago. Yeah. And I have it posted on my wall, but nope. I'm serious about it. I'm going to put it in my room and in my new place. Okay. And um, I'm going to get everything on that to-do list done. And these are all things for me. Good. Yes. So I'm really excited about that. Good. I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that you told me that you might come down this way for your birthday, right? Yes. Please plan, um, you know, a weekend of no sleep and a lot of partying. <laughs> That was funny as hell. Um, because I know that that's not going to happen. And 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 furthermore, what I wanted to say, and the reason why I brought that up is because what I want to say is, is this. Have your plan before you get your ass down here. Is When people come visit me, no, listen, when people come visit me, I'm all for like, oh, let's do this. But if you coming down here for something specific as your birthday, then you need to have some things that you want to do, and then we'll go do them. Google okay. is free. Go on your Googles, find some things that you want to do, and then we will do those things. But like, don't have me. Than Google. I'm going to okay. call a couple of people I know in the area. Oh, all right. And I'm going to ask them what to do. Okay. Because I know people from the area, and I know people that know the area. So I'm going to call them first. All right, cool. And, and I'm going to see what posted. to do. Well, keep me posted, and we'll, we'll make it happen. If it's a weekend of partying, we getting litty. If it's a weekend of chilling, <laughs> we chilling. No, no, I want to do something. All right, well, just I wanna keep me posted. Something. And then, I don't know, maybe if I drive, then you could come back with me for the game. Listen. And then take the train home. Maybe. Let me just say this before we move on. You wasn't thinking. I don't know what in the hell I was thinking. Listen, last year, you know, the family came down and we did the Redskin Eagles game, right? And so it was opening of the season. It was opening of the season. It was hot. You know what I'm saying? Actually, it was too damn hot. The sun was beaming down on us like crazy. However, during that time when it was warm, you know what I'm saying? And we was barbecuing, it was turned up. We was like, we going to do it next year. The Eagles versus the Redskins. Or was that? No, it's still this season, right? Right. right. Okay, we're going to do the Eagles versus the Redskins. Yeah. Again, but up in Philly. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) 
and then even when I found out the date, I'm like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Because it was warm when we were making these decisions. And it was like, oh, it's a Monday night game. Yo, that's going to be lit. We're going to have a good time. The family, alcohol, football, mm. our Eagles, what could be better? Why mm. in the hell would I agree to go to a football game in December? Right. What, what was I all thinking? All of us, all of us at the link. <laughs> yeah, like the open ass link, the cold ass link. Oh my gosh. I got my fleece under armor ready. And um, I ordered Amazon, I ordered hand warmers, toe warmers, I ordered a seat cushion, I ordered a stadium blanket, I ordered. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, you need to send me screenshots. Oh, I need all that. Because, and then my Especially brother, the seat warmer. Well, wait, it's not a seat warmer. It's just a cushion. So your butt won't be on the bleachers. You have the cushion. There's know? no cushion? At the link? No, it's, oh, it's seats. But they're still like seats. It's not bleachers. But it's oh. still just like seats. It's no, no, it's no cushion. It's just like stadium seating. So the cushion keeps you behind from touching the cold seats, right? Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. They do have warm seats, but I ain't no more money. I'm gonna that, tell you one thing: at the bonfire, my butt was cold as hell. Yeah, and we ain't gonna have no fire this time, right? And then my brother called me and was like, "Yo, what was I? What was we thinking?" Exactly. And I was like, "I don't know." And we're paying for this, right? We're paying to, because he was like, yo, I'm probably going to leave at halftime. I ain't even going to hold you. I said, I'm probably leave with you. I ain't even going to hold you. Mm, mm, well, mm. well, we'll see how it goes, though. But We'll figure know. it out. You ain't leaving at halftime. We be having fun. I don't care how much. If I'm cold, I'm though. Cold, I'm out. and be right with Uncle Rudy Damn. in the truck <laughs> with a generator <laughs> listening to the game. Right. You, you feel me? <laughs> Yeah, I got my scarf and my hat out, my real thick fuzzy ones, and um, we'll see. I'm probably gonna wear my fur and my fur hat. I'm gonna hurt you. I am. People wear furs to the grocery store, so if they wear their furs to the grocery store, I could definitely wear my fur to the damn football game. But that neither be in here nor there. Who did some shit this week? Well, we have. You hear about that GoFundMe scam? No, which one? Okay. So this was this has been on the news too. Now it has gotten so big. But mm-hmm. I mentioned it because they're from South Jersey. Okay. Uh, they're from Burlington County. Okay. It was a couple, a girl and a guy. She's in her late 20s. He's in his early 30s. And what happened was she put out on Facebook... And on her social media that she was in Philadelphia, her car broke down, she didn't have any money, mm-hmm. um, a homeless guy came up to her, and she was scared, but he said, are you okay, this is not a good place for you um, to be, mm. And um, she was like, well, my car ran out of gas. I don't have any money. And the homeless guy went to the gas station that wasn't too far away, allegedly, and bought her gas with his little bit of begging money. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, okay. you know, so that that was the story. OK. Um, so. 
That's that's what she put on Facebook, and she did a GoFundMe account, and she said she wanted to raise ten thousand dollars to help the homeless guy get back on his feet. Mm. So, wow, right, and then the first thing that happened before this stuff came all unwound was the homeless man sued the couple saying that they raised all this money for him and he feels that he should have all the money because that's what GoFundMe is for. You have to give the money to what you said. And the fact that they think that he shouldn't have so much money at one time because he has a substance use problem or whatever is not any of their concern. They made it for him. He should have the money. So they went to court. They ruled in the man's favor. The homeless man, his last name is Bobbitt. And um, he's supposed to get the money. So when the judgment came out, then the couple said, we don't have the money. They spent the money. Oh. So they, they don't have the money. They spent the money. You know, I don't know what you want us to do. So then, of course, they want to know, what did you spend the money on? Can you sell that stuff? Get rid of that stuff? Because you mm-hmm. have to give this man the money. They bought a mm-hmm. BMW. No. They did all kinds of stuff with the money. Exactly. Well, come to find out, it was all a hoax. The whole story was made up. Now, mm-hmm. the couple, they're real people. They're a real couple. The homeless man, he's a real person, and he was really homeless. Mm-hmm. But the man in the couple has a gambling addiction. Oh, okay. And they and they met the homeless man at the Sugar House Casino. Oh, okay. And they made up this story and and then put a face with the story. Uh-huh. So they told the homeless man that they were going to give him like a cut of the money. Uh-huh. But when the homeless man found out that all the money should be for him anyway, then he was like, no, give me all my money. And they had spent the money, didn't give it to him. So this stuff all unraveled. <laughs> First of all, what I'm about to say is a three-parter. One, it sounded like dumb from the beginning. Why you run on the gas and not have I, money? No, you don't have, you. where were you going that you left out? You You knew your car was on E. Unless your gas tank was broke. <laughs> Unless your gas tank was broke, you know, because that happens, and your your gauge wasn't working. Unless that happened, where were you going? Because you wasn't going to the corner store, and you just walked out with no, you walked out with no money, no credit cards, no ID, no nothing. That's first. Second, the dude, the homeless dude, sat outside and begged for money all day. And he going to take his little $2 and go to the gas station and give you money. Then he walked to the gas station, got the gas with his money, with the money he been outside with all day. Then he came back and he put the gas in your car. And then this is the, this right here is the biggie. People that are in active addiction will say and do any damn thing. Because mm-hmm. when you was at the sugar house, you thought in your mind, yo, you know what we should do? We should the find somebody. It up. So she had a gambling problem too? 
No. No, but you you that you that much supporting She's the dude. enabler, right. You that right. much supporting right. your dude who done spent all your damn money on right. gambling. And so you like, yo, you know what we could do? We could do this. And of course the gambler gonna be like, Yeah, that sounds good. Right. Cause he in it. You know, right. you making it up at the damn casino. Right. And you he gambled a lot of the money away. Yeah. So then you done made all this money. You ain't think you was gonna make that much, even if you were shooting for ten grand. That was a lot to gamble away. And then you then you got then this is another thing. This is why you lost in court, because, you know, the judge, if you told this story in court, right, he took his money and he went to the gas station and he got me gas and brought it back. That means that this man is smart. So you ain't think that he was smart enough to know that you got all this money and that he wasn't going to get his money back. Like he like. Just like you concocted a story, he didn't talk to the other homeless people on the block, and they was like, nah, yo, you need to take her to court. He probably borrowing phones from people checking the balance of that GoFundMe account every day. <laughs> he just sat there and talked to somebody who was donating him money, and then they was like, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And so all of this, and this is why this is the 100th reason why I don't give money to just anything and anybody. Right. I don't, you know, there are charities that I support, but usually these GoFundMe pages, I don't really mess with the GoFundMe pages and, you know, like GoFundMe and I'm sorry for your loss. I really am. But GoFundMe is not life insurance and I can't, I can't be paying for everybody's funeral. I can't give a five on everybody. That's, I and can't. That's it. But the thing is about GoFundMe is I have donated to people's GoFundMe, but I know the people where I can go do the research. Like, I know your house burned down. You you understand what I'm saying? Like, I've seen the ashes. You know, I've seen that you lost everything. I've seen that your kid don't have a coat. That kind of stuff. I know that it's true. I don't know that you homeless. I I surely wouldn't have believed it once you told me that the homeless man took his last little couple ones and went and got you gas. That well, was she too- said twenty dollars worth. So he made twenty bucks. He this man is homeless. He made twenty dollars. That probably what he can use to go even get a little room for an hour, and he gonna give it to you for gas, girl, girl. It restore her faith in humanity, and she just wants to help him. I mean, the GoFundMe page read very, I was very nice. Like, oh wow, that's nice. But anyway, it was all a lie, uh, and they're all going to jail. They all been arrested. Well, good for them. You can be thinking about all that elaboration for when you get out and you you start a GoFundMe page because now you need to pay for your lawyer fees. And so the girl is mad at the boyfriend because she feels like he gambled the money away. She was like, if you would stop playing poker and get a real job, not the job you think you have, this stuff, everything would be okay. And then they, and no, then if you would stop the making up stories, he, he wouldn't stop doing drugs. And I'm like, well, you knew he was a fiend when you added him to the story. You know? And you knew your man was a fiend when you right. was like, yeah. let's make exactly. this up. Because gambling is an addiction just like, and it's worse than drugs and alcohol because it's illegal. It's legal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, so we have Mr. Jamel Roberson. Mm-hmm. Um, the 26-year-old security guard who was shot and killed by a shot Chicago police officer after detaining a shooter at a bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was such a sad story. It's I very just, sad. 
it makes me so sad that this young man had to lose his life, but it makes me angry more than anything because he lost his life because he was a black man. No other reason but that he was a black man. As a police officer, and we we continue to talk about police officers. I said last week that police officers ain't good for nothing else but directing traffic. And here is another example of what they're not good for. You are taught in the academy to come in, ask questions, you know, make the situation better than it is. You're not taught to come in and shoot first. Right. I I mean, you had people yelling at this police officer that this gentleman was a security guard, that he was doing his job. But yet you still came in and shot this man, shot him down. Right. Not just that when it's a white person, whether they're the perpetrator or not, they always yell freeze. Exactly. Give instructions. Do this. Do that. But this this guy just got out the car and started shooting. Yeah. First on the scene. First person to uh, withdraw his gun, first person to murder. And the sad thing about it is Jamil wanted to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about this situation amongst ourselves. And, I, and like I was saying, you want people to be good people. You know, right. you want people to help folks in the world. You know what I'm saying? When they see situations and they can help this, this gentleman, you know, possibly stopped a mad, another mass shooting, you know, because you had this drunken person in a bar who had pulled out a weapon. You didn't know what he was going to do. And you subdued him and got him down to the ground. And then you lost your life for that, for being a good person, you know, for doing your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in the hood, we, you know, mind our business. And, you know, it's a catch-22 because it's like, damn, you mind your business on some stuff that's like that you maybe shouldn't be minding your business on. But in times like this, it's like, you know, you want to be like, mind your business. And it's just a shame because now his family has to bury him and no amount of suing or anything is going to bring this boy back. Not at all. It's just a sad situation. And we have a problem on our hands with the police officers. You know, I I just don't understand for people that are brought into a force to protect and serve. You're not doing any of that for us. You know, what are we teaching police officers? And another thing is, is if you feel so scared for your life, which is that's the argument that he's going to make. Always. Right. You know, you have a choice. You don't have to be a police officer. You're not right. drafted into the police force. It's not a mandate. It's a choice that you make, you know, what, whatever that choice you make it to do, why, where, how, what is still your choice. And if you know that you are a scared ass, you don't need to make the choice to be a police officer because you know, when you take the oath to be a police officer, that you're going to put yourself in danger. You're going to be in dangerous situations, at all times. And if you're not built for that, then you don't need to be a police officer. Right. Just, right. It don't make no sense. It I hate really that we have sad. to keep reporting or even keep talking about situations like this. And the bad thing about it is, is this not, is not going to be the last time. You know what I mean? It's not. Mm. But, um, my condolences to the family. Yeah. It's, it's really sad. It really is. And in other sad news, I mean, not to keep the podcast on a somber note, but um, on at the time of this recording, Kim Porter, 
who uh, was Diddy's children's mother. She was also a model, an actress. Uh, she was found dead in her home in California on Thursday morning. The Los Angeles County Medical Exam Officer, uh, you know, they said this in a statement. She, um, they don't know exactly what it is, but they're reporting that she died from cardiac arrest um, due to her suffering from pneumonia. And it was said that she was suffering from pneumonia for um, the past couple of weeks mm -hmm. and that she had uh, called her doctor, you know, the day before to say that she just wasn't feeling well, at, you know, still wasn't feeling well. Um, she's survived by her four children. You know, she has three children with um, Diddy, two twin girls and a son, I mean, and a son. Justin, and then she has a previous uh, son, Quincy, from her. No, I'm sorry, a son named Quincy from a previous relationship. Well, I'll be sure. Um, but Diddy, you know, raised him as his own as well. And so it's just sad, you know, condolences to their family. Yeah. She was only 47 years old. Um, everyone is saying on the internet about her that she was just such a, you know, a light. Uh, you know, a great spirit, a great mother. Um, and if we go off a of social media per post, she looks like she was just like the life of the party and just like a great mother, always there to support her children. It's just sad, you know, sad that someone so young could die, especially from pneumonia. And I, I think it's important to talk about it for like a little bit, just because on the internet, I was seeing different things like, oh, you could die from pneumonia. And the right. answer is I didn't yes. Know, yes. And I didn't know people questioned that. Like, yeah, you can like die from a common cold. So, you yes. Take it for granted um, that people know what's a serious health condition and what yeah. isn't. Yeah, you, know? you do. Um, so, yes, people do die from pneumonia. Mm -hmm. They do. People die from the flu. Mm -hmm. And um, pneumonia is a. Pneumonia really is a infection mm -hmm. and it can be bacterial, viral, or fungal. If the pneumonia is viral, it pretty much has to run its course mm -hmm. and you kind of treat the symptoms. But if it's bacterial, it's important to be treated because it will just get progressively worse. And then the bacteria can spread to your, you know, past the respiratory system into other systems of your body. Mm -hmm. um, what pneumonia causes that's so dangerous is a um, fluid can begin to build up in your lungs first in the little areolas. And that's where, you know, when your chest expands and, you know, the pieces that look like broccoli, mm -hmm. it's how the air sacs fill up with oxygen. And, and that's the oxygen that connects to your red blood cells that you need. So if your little air sacs are full of fluid, you know, the oxygen can't get in. And that's why you're, tr you're steady trying to cough it. it. It engages your cough reflex to bring it up. Um, sometimes that sac outside that your lungs sit in, your lungs, all your organs sit in a visceral sac, mm -hmm. um, you, fluid can build up there and if fluid builds up there, a lot of times people have to get chest tubes mm -hmm. put in to get that stuff out. And you can um, 
you know, you can die from that. It's almost like you're drowning. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's the same type of death as a drowning when the fluid fills up in your lungs. So if, you know, if you're not feeling good, some people say, oh, I'm just going to take a rest. Oh, I'm not going to go to the doctor. Um, first of all, there's both a flu and a pneumonia vaccine. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, if you don't take vaccines, okay, you know, I'm not going to judge anybody for what they will or won't do. But when do you call the doctor? If you have a persistent fever that won't break, mm-hmm. you know, two days, you know, you need to go to the doctor. If you have a persistent call for more than two weeks and it's productive, you need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. If you have any shortness of breath or chest pain, you need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. This is not something that you just take some NyQuil and try to make it through the night and go to work the next day. It's very important. And I feel very bad for her and her family, you know, the people that she leaves to mourn. Uh, my mom was 47 when she died. Right. And it was, you know, that's very young. It that, is. That's very young. And, um, you know, she leaves children and it's tragic. It really is a shame. Yeah. And I mean, I know how pneumonia can affect you firsthand. You know, I had double pneumonia <laughs> and it put me in ICU for five days. And the scariest thing about that was I didn't even know that I had it. Like right. I was at the club. And I just, I was, I'd never forget it. I was at the club. I was listening to Jackie O, Jackie, 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 you know, and I was like dancing, bending it over, doing it up. And then it just came down on me like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, I don't feel good. And I sat down and it got worse within like five minutes. And I said, oh, I need to get out of here. You know, we need to leave. By the time I got home and the next day, girl, I was I mean, I felt like I was damn near dead Mm. if I knew what damn near dead felt like, you know, and I went to the hospital, never even thinking, just went down to the emergency room because I'm like, it's late. I ain't getting no better. Went down to the emergency room and it was like, I said, well, when can I leave? You know, like what is going on? I've been here. You know how you be in the emergency room. They said, oh, right. sweetie, you're getting transferred to another hospital. You have double pneumonia. I said, What? (laughs) <laughs> I like, I never, I'm telling you, I didn't have a call. I didn't have anything. It just mm-hmm. came on me. Like I had the flu. And mm-hmm. so that's how fast it can come on you. And at the time when I got admitted into the hospital, the next day they were like, Oh, we're putting you in ICU, you white blood cells. I mean, like, right. They said some about white blood cells. And I said, Oh my goodness. Are you trying to tell me I got HIV? Because <laughs> you know, like that was the first thought. That I went to, I'm thinking like, so I got to be a murderer when I get out of here. I'm half past dead. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It just was a lot. But I say all of that to say it is a real infection that should be taken very seriously. Very seriously, right? And so, But Maya, you are the type. You are the type. And my best friend is like this, too. I mean, she was like, you see my fingernail curled a little bit? Yeah, I'm past going- 20 degree, right? <laughs> oh, I am that. You talked about that, you know, when we talked about open enrollment and using your insurance. I use my yes. insurance, sweetheart. So but I, that's how fat, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, I was not feeling sick. And then, you know, two weeks ago, it was pictures of Kim Porter supporting her son Quincy at his movie release. You know, that was two weeks ago. And so she right. could have been walking around with this infection the whole time because walking pneumonia is, you know, what they call right. 
like that. And then, you know, now her life is gone. And so, like we said, we just, um, you know, condolences to her family, condolences to Jamil Robeson's family. And, um, you know, it's just a sad situation, but not to keep the podcast on a sad note, you know, in this sadness, it's about to be Thanksgiving. Yes. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about giving thanks. You know, this is the season for giving thanks. Um, And so we don't want to dwell on the sad and we want to talk about a little bit about the happy. Yes. So I know a lot of families may have traditions, Mm -hmm. but I really like our fat. And I don't know if it's because it's all I know. Right. Um, but you know, when you talk to other people, you ask them what they do, you know, and I don't, I'm not being judgmental, but I just be looking at them like, what? Don't do that. (laughs) Like, "Mm -mm, that ain't right. You know, Mm -hmm. because what we do is the right way. Yeah. (laughs) It it doesn't matter. You know, it, it may not be the right way, but to me, that's the right way. And that's what Thanksgiving is about. I always think about people who don't have family. Yeah. who go to other people's house for Thanksgiving. And I think it's nice, but if that's your norm, then, you know, it's part of your tradition, mm-hmm. you know, that outside person. But um, our family, you know, we have like a traditional things that we do on Thanksgiving. Now, when, um, well, one of the first traditions is we have a set dinner time. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that even before Thanksgiving, like we always, it was pretty much a set Thanksgiving time. Cause I remember my mom saying um, that her grandma, they had set Sunday dinner time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where that came from. Well, back in the day, you definitely had time because families ate together. You right, know, right. They ate dinner together and you ate dinner, before, you know, you had to be in before the street lights, And, you right. know, so that's definitely where that comes from. And it just passed passes down, passes down. And now that gives us our set time for Thanksgiving dinner. And our set time is four o'clock, four o'clock. Don't. And, and we wait until you get there. So like if you are bringing something and you are going to be late, Everybody is looking at you come through the door side eye, like yeah, because a we're hungry. No exactly. one eats. <laughs> let's be real. Like let's be real about this. Nobody eats breakfast at Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day, right? You don't see no families getting up and being like, "Oh, we having bacon and eggs, so we can hold y'all over to Thanksgiving." No, nobody eats because you need your stomach to be empty. <laughs> Before you get that meal. So by the time four o'clock comes around, you are starved. You know what I'm saying? So if a person is bringing the ham and you walking up in there at 530, so we can't eat till 530 because we're waiting for ham. No, it's not going to work. So in our family at 407, someone's definitely calling you. Yes. And I feel like they're always calling our our house. Like, where y'all at? Um, because y'all have the ham. Yes, but what I'm saying is, is this. It's 4.07, like, I had to go to the bathroom or something before I can't, I mean, I mean, give me a break. Uh, look at here. 
But I think that it, I think it's courtesy that if you know that you're going to be late and you have one of the essential things of Thanksgiving, that you should call early and have somebody pick it up. Or drop it off early if you can, but it doesn't matter because the fact of the matter is, which leads to our second tradition, we don't start eating until everybody is there because we have prayer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the family prayer is a big thing for us. It is. But you know what's funny? Let me just backtrack on the dinner starting at four and you waiting for people to come. You really, when you really think about it, you only wait for the essential people to come. Like, if it's it's your cousin that's like twice removed, you ain't waiting for him. If you know, if it's somebody that's bringing pie, we're not waiting for them either. Yeah, but if it's somebody, well, the same people always bring bring the stuff, so that's probably why we always get in the damn phone calls. But anyway, I digress. Moving on to the family prayer, yes, it's very important. So we can't yes. we can't eat because we can't pray until everybody is there. And in our family, we stand up. We all get around in a circle, no matter how big that circle is. And usually yes. it's going through room and room. And yeah. I might not see your face, but somebody has your hand. We right. hold hands and then we have a designated person who does the prayer. Right. Now, it's important to note this. When you're if you want to start this family tradition of family prayer, be sure to give the prayer duty. To someone that you know is not going to pray long. Right. Now, if your family is like our family, it was my grandmother who prayed. And the older she got, the longer she prayed. I mean, it went from, I think, I I want to say it went from like a minute to definitely we was on seven by the time (laughs) it was all said and done. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. I I, I feel like... Yes, and after she prayed, or before she prayed, everybody has to go around a circle and say what they give thanks for. Yes, and that takes a long time. Yes. So then you got to say what you're thankful for. You looking at your cousin to the right of you like, you better not take long. You better right. say one thing and keep it moving. You know, but then you always got that one person who's like, and I give thanks for family, and I give thanks for my dog, and I give thanks for like, okay, all right. We all here. I know you love me. Move it right. on. <laughs> You're thankful. You know, and then after you get to all of that, then you got to get the grandma again. And it's and a long. Lord. Yes. It's, <laughs> It's like, you know, because she, in her older age, she yeah. was, you know, getting a little senile, and it was like, she started thanking the trees, and she was thankful for the for the earth, and she was thankful for dirt, and it was like, Grandma, you got to wrap it up. But you can't say, Grandma, wrap it up. So you just got to sit there like... She was thankful for the things in the 40s, thankful for the things in the 50s. In the 60s. And she was born in 1925. 20, 25. So that was yes. a lot of thankful. Yes. That was a lot of thankful. But she's going on home to be with the Lord now. And it's, you know, every Thanksgiving, we have a funny moment since she's been gone about her um, and her long seven-minute prayers. We miss them. We definitely yeah. miss them. Yes. Um, 
And so what's the next thing that we do that's big as a family? I think the next thing is elders. Right. I mean, that, that table seating is a huge thing. That When I was a kid, I would think about that all the time. Yeah, it was important. Like, I would look at the dining room table like, I'm going to be there one yeah, day. It was a goal. Look at it, like, it was. It's like, when you want to be a kid, you want to be like a musician or you want to be a yes, basketball player. Yes, like, do yes. anything I can to be there one day. Yeah. One day. I'm, and I would look at all my aunts and uncles and them, and I'd be like, wow, I'm going to be big and I'm going to be up there. Well, I own my own home. And I've hosted Thanksgiving dinner myself, and I'm still at the kitty table. We're still at the other table. Like, I'm trying to think, what do we have to do? I'm telling you. To get to that table. I, I mean, it's still a goal. And I feel like we have so many more years to reach it. That's, that's how I feel. And I remember, remember, we used to have the moving up ceremony. Yes. So, you know, the little, little kids sit in the kitchen because the, the kitchen floor, you know, because they messy. So mm-hmm. the little, little kids would sit in the kitchen. And then it would be like the bigger kids had a table in the living room. And then like the teenagers had a table in the living room. And then it was the dining room. Yeah, then it was the table. It was right. It was so. the table. But I'm telling you, it was like magic. When you sat down there and your family that sits at the dining room table, they are so refined and they look mm-hmm. good and they have an adult conversation. And you just listening and looking and like, smiling. And knowing you ain't never going to get there. It's It's never going to be you, but you hope, (laughs) you know. Yes. And then you look, when you move out the kitchen, you win. Like you're really a part of Thanksgiving now when you move out the kitchen. Yeah, can't nobody tell you nothing. Yeah. That's when you get a little sassy. You know what I'm saying? That's when you get your first little sass. You never really talk back. But when you get to that next table, you like, oh, go in there and get, I ain't got to get that. Yeah, like, that's for such and such to get that. Exactly. And it's still like kitchen. Right. Yeah. And it's still like that. Like our family, we still look at the kids like, no, mm-hmm. go do that. That's a kid's yeah. job. Like you have right. to do that. We're in the middle age now where we don't have to, do we, you know, we chilling. <laughs> we still on cleanup duty. We still on serve duty, yeah. but we don't got to do certain things. We moved on up. So we'll keep you posted on if we ever get, you know, we probably won't be doing the podcast by the time we get there, huh? No. Damn it, man. I know. We'll be, I don't know. We could be podcast old ladies. We're going to have to be we really by the time we get to shit that table. <laughs> we really had done some shit by the time we get to the, to the dining room table. That's going to be I'm some shit. <laughs> yes. Um, so one, uh, our, another family tradition that we have is, is that, um, we pick our Pollyanna. Right. And now that's a fiasco so, every year and every year I'd be like, you know what? I'm not doing, I'm doing this, this this year. <laughs> this is the last Pollyanna for all of you out there who don't know what a Pollyanna oh, is. A Pollyanna is like a gift exchange. Well, it is a gift exchange, not right. like a gift exchange. It's a gift exchange. What we do is we put everybody's name that wants to participate. We put their names in a, in a hat. And then each of us that are participating, we draw the name out the hat. 
And then we set a budget. So the budget may be $50. It could be $100. It's never over $50, but it could be any amount of money that you want it to be. You know, you always get the family number that's like $50. It's like, why did you participate? You know? Right. And then you have to buy that person that you got, that you picked. You have to buy them a gift. And then we exchange them on Christmas. Right. And it's a good way to stop you from spending all your money because you won't have to give everybody in a family a gift. Right, we have especially if you have a big family, it right. kind of works. But I'm going to tell you what the killer is, well, it was for me because I have two children. Mm-hmm. So the kid, Pollyanna, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you you know my kids, they all, anything that costs money, they like sign me up twice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we have we have a, we spending mom's money. Right. Oh, yeah, my name is going in. You have nothing. Nothing. Right. Exactly. You no, know, it's like Bill Cosby used to tell his kids, "Me and your mother are rich. We're you rich. Are poor. You know, <laughs> and, but they want to be in it. And the thing about our family is, you don't want to get certain mm-hmm. people. Yes. Probably in. You know what I mean? Everybody is not like good gift givers. I'm waiting for my gift from three years ago. You still didn't get it? I'm waiting. Like, don't be in the Pollyanna if you know you're not coming to Christmas dinner. And you're not going to give me my gift afterwards. Like, I'm going to see you again. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and you bring still it up. You don't even bring it up. Like, <laughs> do I not give you that Pollyanna, but I got you. No, I'm still Oh, I hope I don't get that person this year, and I will not say your name. What you going to get him, Cole? You going to get her some Cole? No, I'm going to get her nothing. Oh, just like she. It's like I'm still waiting. Okay. And don't buy gift cards. No. Like, this is family. No this is people you know and love. You know what they like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what they need. So get something nice. So yeah, that's- also pick out, you know, like three things that a person might want mm-hmm. and do it that way. I'm waiting this year because this is the first year I know what I want. Uh-oh. You got stuff in mind? Well, $50. Yeah, I'm telling you, I got to I, well, I, I don't know. I got to think about it cuz I didn't already ask my mom to get me a couple things. So. so what if what if the gift is what if the gift costs $50 but you had a $20 off coupon? Do you get something else? Uh-oh. Well, it depends, I think. I de- I think it depends on what the gift is. If a if the gift is a little chinchy, even though it was $50 but you got it on sale and you really only paid 15 bucks for it. No, if the gift is nice, excuse me. If the gift is nice and you it was $50 and then you only paid $15 for it, then no, you don't got to get nothing. But if you get a chinchy gift. A yeah, chinchy gift is $50? Yeah, some chinchy gifts is $50. Like what? If I spend like, $50, it's not going to be chinchy. Listen, I feel like people can get a lot of things that's chinchy to add up to the $50 gift. You you understand what I'm saying? Right. That's what I'm saying. I don't want a whole bunch of chinchy shit. Yeah. So just give me one. Give me an air fryer. Right. And I mean, I'm on my I'm on my healthy journey. Even though I asked my mom to get me that. <laughs> um. You know, yeah. I, I I think that it's up to you. I have gotten things, and then I have not gotten things because I'm like I was in my budget, even though it was on sale. You know. Right. So yeah. I like to I like to find things that are expensive and then I have like coupons and it's on sale or whatever so I can get a really nice gift for the sale price. That's what I like to do for my Pollyanna. Every year I spend more money on my Pollyanna than I that's allotted. And then in the oh, one year 
Well, the one year that I got your aunt, and she was like, looking, oh, at, I got I her a nice yes. outfit. I mean, first of all, I don't buy no bullshit for myself, right. so I ain't gonna buy no right. bullshit for you. And I got her the nicest gift, and she looked at it like, was this $50? I said, uh-huh. and, then uh-huh. she said, and then she said, I really wanted some perfume, but I don't, she didn't even put perfume on the list. First of all, I never smelled you. Is it? Smelling like perfume. That's the that's first. <laughs> don't, don't tell me you want to know damn perfume. True. And that's I true. Said, I said, oh, well, what kind of perfume do you wear? And she said, I like, and I forgot what it she said, I like something, something what, by, Clin- by Clinique. Yeah, I, I never I smelled like, you. What? I mean, I love my family, but I ain't never smelled you smelling like nothing. So who knew would have oh, known? Goodness. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like every time I see you, you smell like white diamonds. So I'm like, oh, I definitely know what I'm getting you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> right. We know our signature scent people because we go get them their signature scent. They like that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. Anywho. Family and um, not family, never grateful. <laughs> So another tradition is uh, when we get together, especially on the holidays, and I mean, Maya, she was a star when she was young. I'm a star now. Well, she she doesn't do it anymore, but uh, we sing at the family functions anymore. We we sing and dance and even do stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It's a lot of comedians in this damn family. It is. And like when we get together, it's almost like a talent show, like mm-hmm. all the time. And we literally sit around and be listening and watching, you know, what you're doing. Like we sit around and be entertained by you mm-hmm. like all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's a yeah. lot of fun. And I think what's funny about it, like now people have cell phones, so they record everything. But Uncle Rudy always, I mean, Uncle Rudy had a video camera since video cameras came out. Let me tell you. I (laughs) I know because I used to say, Uncle Rudy, set your camera up. He would set his camera up on his little stand and I would be swimming for hours and I'd be like, film me, Uncle Rudy, film me. You know, so I understand the the, the video camera thing. Yeah, like I said, I was was a star then and I'm a star now, FYI. Feel me jumping in the pool. Feel me getting out the pool. Feel me on the diving board. Feel me taking a lap. Feel me. And we sit around and watch the videos. Too. Yeah, like, look at me. I was cute. Look what I was doing. I remember what I did. That. Yeah. <laughs> good times. It was good times, man. I tell you. It was. It really was. I mean, I'm thankful for family. I like when we... um get together. You know, another thing I noticed that I always spend holidays with y'all. You know, everybody has two sides of the I love, but everybody has two sides of a family, you know. But first of all, I'm territorial. And most of our family is territorial. Maya and is so, a family police. Yes, I am. And you know how I feel about cops. I can't stand them. But I will say that I am the family police. Like, where are you? What are exactly. you doing? And why are you there? Like, who you with? Your family. No, you're not here. We're your family. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what you're going to do if you get married again. You better hope that your, fam- your husband and gets along with us because you won't be going to his family's house. You'll be he'll be coming to us. Right. 
that's kind of really pretty much how it is. Because first of all, I don't think I have never met a family with stronger traditions than ours. Yeah. Well, I, I have met people who have similar traditions or that they have, you know, their own strong family traditions. But I have not not like I, I have it. I have not experienced like dated someone and like my ex-husband, their family got together, but I went there one. I was like, no, I can't be leaving my family for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is okay for around the house. Around the house. Yeah. yeah, no. No. But um, you know, so I'm like, who wouldn't want to be here on Thanksgiving? Like, and when I bring people to Thanksgiving, they be like, man, your family is fun. Yeah, like, it's, it's fun. We want yeah. to come back. No, this is for today, yeah. sweetie. Yeah. We don't know if you'll be back here next year. And Enjoy yourself, not. eat exactly. good, and um, <laughs> drink and be merry because suck like, it in because you might not be back to, to get all of this again. Exactly. Uh, and so I'm really excited about Thanksgiving coming up. I'm excited because my family can cook their asses off. And so, you know, I've been on this challenge, but I'm definitely going to be off on Thanksgiving. Um, so I can't wait to get some ham and lasagna and stuffed fish and mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese and yams and pies <laughs> and cakes. And, ooh. Ooh, you're not excited, are you, Maya? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. But yeah, we just wanted to tell you a little bit about what our family does. And um, you know, we're excited about it. We, it's the season of giving, it's the season of giving thanks. And so, Baby, do you want to tell us just a little bit about what you're thankful for during this season? Well, you know it's my birthday season. Mm-hmm. So at the time of this recording, my birthday season officially starts today. Mm-hmm. And we had to re record the podcast because of technical difficulties, but that's okay. <laughs> so I'm very excited. The flyer will be out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I celebrate my birthday in a season because I want to be like Jesus. Um, I am very, very thankful. For my life, mm-hmm. I try to show gratitude every day in all things. I am thankful for my health. I am thankful for my job, even though they get on my nerves, but it's always good to have income. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've been without income. It wasn't mm-hmm. so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm thankful. One of the things that I'm always thankful for is traveling mercy. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time on the highways and skyways, and thankfully, nothing has ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thankful for my children and their lives and all the great things that they're doing. You know, I'm just a grateful person. Mm -hmm. But I'm really grateful now because it's my birthday season. I celebrate my birthday every year as a season. And what I like to do is because, you know, sometimes one day is just not enough. I know people want to celebrate with me. I don't want to, you know, limit them to one day. I have a calendar. It's kind of get in where you fit in kind of thing. And then I like everybody to do something in honor of my birthday. So I have a list. And this is a list from last year. Mm 
I'm going to update the list. I update the list every year. There's some things that stay on and there's some things that are going to change. But Mm -hmm. so I tell people, especially like when you get those happy birthday texts or those happy birthday phone calls or those Facebook shout outs and stuff like this, this is the way I respond. I always say, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Remember to be blessed and be a blessing. So there, these are the 10 things that I said they can do. This was like a couple years ago. Tell someone you love them and why. Two, give someone who doesn't drive a ride to the supermarket. Three, call someone, pray for and with them. Four, visit someone in a nursing home. Five, pay for the car behind you at the drive-thru. Now, make sure you look behind you. Make sure it's not a minivan full of people, though. For I'm right. just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six. Um, I mean, unless you got it like that then go ahead and pay. Mm-hmm. Number six, apologize and forgive. Number seven, give someone a bear hug. Number eight, write a letter to someone who lives far away. Number nine, give money to a charity. If you don't know some, I know some great charities. Mm-hmm. And 10 was host Sunday dinner. That's one thing that I used to do all the time and I'm going to start doing it again. Um, I love hosting Sunday dinner. Just whosoever will let them come. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice time for family fun and fellowship. So that's what I'm thankful for. It's my birthday season. We have a whole month to do one, two, three, or all of those things on the list. I am very happy that you are <laughs> so ecstatic for your birthday season. And I will do my best to try and do one of those things on that list. One, you said one, two, or three. What? Now, the last time I did something on your birthday list, I wind up getting something paid for at Dunkin' Donuts for me or a Chick-fil-A, I think. And then I paid for somebody's stuff at Dunkin' Donuts and she was getting two dozen of donuts. <laughs> so I have to really pray about that one. Um, but yes, we will do our best to try to honor you on your birthday. And uh, make sure that we have a good time doing it. So I'm thankful for you. Um, and just a little bit about what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the same thing all the time. I'm thankful for health because health is truly wealth. It sure is. It's no amount of money, no amount of status, no amount of anything that can keep you from being unhealthy, you know. And so I am truly thankful for that. Um, thankful for my family. As the B said, I am the family police. Um, I take pride in I like I I like our family, not just love them. Like I actually like you guys. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We are each other's friends. Yes. I have a lot of friends, but if I didn't have friends, I have cousins. And when I tell you they work my last nerve, honey. Work. Me and Bibby was on the outs before we started this podcast because she had got <laughs> on my nerves earlier today, and I'm definitely a like, I, you know, I'm a hard cookie. But, but at the end of the day, well, you know what? I thank God for self awareness. Go ahead, girl. Well, I know who I am. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, like I said, I take pride in being the family police because no matter what we go through. We are all we have, you know, truly, we are all we have. And so every year I want to thank God for that. And during this time of year, I want to thank God that we get time to be together, celebrate each other, give thanks, break bread, all of the above. And so those are the things that I'm um, thankful for. You know, I'm, I'm just thankful 
because why wouldn't I be? My mm-hmm. life could be somewhere else. And I know some people who've been through some trials and tribulations, honey. And I might go through a lot, but I ain't going through something that somebody else is going through. So That's it can right. always get better. You know what I'm saying? Look at me learning on my vision board, worry less, stress less, uh, doing it. <laughs> but yeah, so... That's just a little bit about what our family does, uh, the things that we're thankful for. And we hope that during this time of Thanksgiving that you're grateful and blessed and thankful as well. So we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for this week. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Remember that we are here each and every Monday. We drop a new podcast episode every Monday. Remember that you can follow us on all social media sites. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Twitter. It's MyMy13. That's M-Y-M-Y-1-3. And I'm at the Biamina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Remember that you can find the podcast anywhere where you can listen to your free podcast we appreciate your support we will be here same time next week remember give thanks do that shit i love you maya love you too